0: Welcome to the Dear Doc Podcast, where we will discuss the business of running a dental practice with a panel of experts.
1: Now, your host, Dr. Christopher Hoffpower.
0: Hey guys, thank you for joining us for this special edition of the Dear Doc Podcast. Uh, Today we're here, unfortunately it's not under the same kind of uh, fun conditions that we usually are. Uh, as you know, undoubtedly our nation is going through a pretty trying time. And so we brought an expert in human resources in to speak to us a little bit about some of the human resources things that we need to think about in managing this crisis within our offices. So without further ado, Uh, Mr. Paul Edwards of Cedar Solutions is here to share some really great information with us. And there will be a file posted down below for you to download for your use for your office, courtesy of Cedar. So, Paul, how's it going, man?
1: It's going pretty good. Um, Chris, I think uh, in 16 years, I've always told our members there's no HR emergencies. There's just nothing that's that that serious, no matter how bad it feels. But I think we may be experiencing our first HR emergency, Dr. Hochbauer.
0: So, um, no, a lot of people are asking, what do I do with, you know, my team members and, you know, I'm being required to shut down and, you know, how are they going to eat? And I know you're going to address a lot of that. And a lot of, a lot of what you're going to talk about is generalizations, but there's also a few uh, posts that you've been given from TBOD, from Deer Doc Letters and things like that, that I know there are some nuances in there that you were going to address. So without further ado, man, the show is yours.
1: Okay, so let me jump in and just give everybody the state of where we are today. It is about one o'clock Pacific time on uh, March 16th, 2020. And the reason why I'm picking this is, uh, I want anybody who's watching this to know that we're um, talking about pre-Senate approval of the legislation that has been proposed by the House. So Chris, I spent the weekend, uh, and and our team spent the weekend reading through the legislation, we read through this 110. Yeah, yep, yep, and uh, 110 pages, read through that so you don't have to. And and, uh, the sense that I get of this is that it is gonna pass the Senate without a whole lot of pushback. Um, The reason being, um, everything that's been done in the bill um, has really been, um, it's temporary. It's specifically for the coronavirus. So there's really no, uh, there's no grab for ongoing family medical leave or, or expanding paid sick leave or any of that stuff, except for the express purposes surrounding the coronavirus. So if it's okay with you, I just can go through and give some details very quickly Absolutely. of where we are today. And, and again, everybody, this was the caveat that some of this could change, but I don't think it's going to change too much. I'm using a crystal ball. Um, As it stands, if you have 500 or more employees, you are exempt from all of the new rules that they're putting in place. So really large employers, their employees will not be covered by this. Um, But on the other side of it, if if you think about this, Doc, there's some tax credits that I'm going to talk about at the end. And I think that the, you know, the House and the Senate don't want Google to get into these tax credits. They want them to have to draw their (laughs) own off of their own, you know, cash in order to to take care of their employees. Right. Um, if you have 500 or less employees, that's us, that's all of us on this broadcast, all the way down to one employee, what I'm saying applies to you now. The first 14 days, if someone is sick, this is specifically if they are ill with the coronavirus or uh, someone in their family and they're a caretaker of them, Um, They have to take care of someone with the coronavirus. There is no additional coverage for those people, for any of our employees, for the first 14 days. Okay. Okay, after 14 days, that's when sick pay starts. And um, once sick pay starts after the 14 days, then the employer must pay at least two-thirds of what their regular salary or hourly wage would be. Obviously, you can never go below minimum wage, uh, even for sick pay. Now, uh, it's okay, folks, because I gave some of you a little heartburn there. So just hold on, because there's some relief for most of the people who are listening to, uh, to this podcast. Um, an employee, if an employee has sick time and vacation time accrued, either or, or PTO, however you do it, if they haven't earned and accrued, they may elect to use that if they uh, get sick or are taking care of someone who's gotten sick with the virus. Um, but you may not make them do that. So if they took the time off unpaid and wanted to save their two weeks to go on vacation at some point in the future, uh, remember you still get to approve that vacation. So <laughs> it could take a while, but nonetheless, that's the way that rule reads right now. Um, I also want everyone to know that they use the Family Medical Leave Act. They use the FMLA as their mechanism to put to enact this. These new specific rules around the coronavirus. And in doing so, they removed the word, the, the term 50 plus employees, and replaced it with 500 or fewer. So now we've all been folded into the FMLA, and there are some protections in the FMLA um, that smaller employers, typically below 50, don't have to comply with, which you now would. But I, I wouldn't worry about that. I, it's, it's okay. It's not something for you to be overly concerned about. Um, I will tell you, though, there is an exemption, and I hope this stays, that if you have 50 or fewer employees, you may exempt yourself from the paid sick leave rule, which I just stated. Does that make sense, Doc? Mm-hmm. Press yeah, that in, am I making sense so far? You're following me. You can exempt yourself because you can claim that um, paying that extra time would make your business non-viable. If you have more than 50 employees, I want you to realize that as this law is written and being interpreted right now, if you had an employee go out for 14, let's say you had an employee go out for 20 days, the first 14 would not be your problem unless they already had some sick time, After that, you would have to pay for the rest of that sick time. If that employee were then to report in that they gave it to their husband or their mom or whatever, and they're their caretaker, they then could stay out and take care of those folks, and you would have to continue to pay the sick time. The FMLA stretches for 12 weeks. I also want to be clear, everybody, if anybody's sick, for any reason other than the coronavirus, this rule does not apply to you, okay? So this is very specific to the coronavirus. The House actually did a really good job of narrowing this, even though there are still some things that we need to uh, kind of uh, um, interpret and get some more guidance on. Um, Let's talk about, tax credits and then Chris the next thing we're going to do is we're going to move into unemployment benefits which is a completely different animal so in in buffered in between sick time which we hope none of our employees get sick and have to um, use this time um, and unemployment let's talk about tax credits as it stands right now there is a provision in the legislation which allows for tax credits for those who are self-employed So that means that if you're an owner listening to this, there could be some relief for us. It appears, as we read it, as non-CPAs and in in a rough format in in legislation, that you could actually compute how much money you've lost as an earner, not as an owner, so you can't claim your entire company's loss, but as an earner, and that you would be able to uh, get a tax credit at the end of the year. That's never happened in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, Chris. They don't ever take care of me, man. Like, well, <laughs> yeah, all,
0: I think that there that necessitates the distinction between a tax credit and a tax deduction. So
1: a tax credit is good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's cash in your pocket. You, they, could, they actually could give you money back.
0: Absolutely. So I just wanted thing. to make sure that people didn't under didn't think that this was going to be a, a situation where they had to claim it on their taxes, and then get a deduction on what they owe, this is actually a credit.
1: Yep. That would go against anything that they owed, and if there was anything left over, you could actually have a check issued back to you from, from, from the government. Absolutely. Um, that's how it reads today, everybody. So remember, we're waiting for the Senate to pass, um, and, and when the Senate passes, we will uh, reinterpret. We'll have CPAs explain that part of the tax code to us, Your CPAs will explain it to you. I mean, really, they could strike down what I just said. They really could, but hopefully it stays that way. Likewise, in that buffer where that tax uh, credit is there, there appears to be a lever for um, also reimbursing for anything that you pay your employees associated with these new rules when it comes to the coronavirus. So that if you do have to end up paying uh, for the coronavirus employees taking care of their a mom because their mom, you know, got it and they're taking care of them. I believe that you're going to be able to make claims for that. And should you, even though you are under 50 employees, should you choose to give stipends out or continue to pay their, your employees, which I, I, you know, that's sustainable for about no time. If you're not open for business, Mm. um, you would be able to get a tax credit for those things. And I'm going to just go ahead, Chris.
0: Well, Paul, is there any um, stipulation in the bill that deals with temporary employees and increased cost of doing business if you do stay open? Although I, I have to say this evening, the president is going to address the nation, and I highly suspect we are not going to be allowed to stay open. I could be, I could be barking up the wrong tree there, but I think that yep. they are going to shut down all non-necessary, non-urgent care facilities. But we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll uh, see.
1: No, there are no extra provisions for the additional cost of doing business or bringing in temp employees and I I'm I'm going to be surprised if we could even get temp employees here shortly.
0: As am I, I honestly yeah. I'm I'm waiting to hear from my temps right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so okay, we, so we that's want to unemployment law Yeah. Let's move on to unemployment. Uh, This, I don't think they're going to screw around with, they have sent billions of dollars or earmarked billions of dollars to go out to the States. Your employees will be able to make unemployment claims. They'll be able to make a UI claim. This is how unemployment has always worked. So what I'm about to say has always worked and it's still going to work that way. If an employee, shows up for work but they can't work because something happened at the workplace then they can file for unemployment and they can get full unemployment as much as is allowed by your state likewise if an employee shows up for work one day and you say we've had a natural disaster we're only going to be working part-time even though they were a full-time employee that employee could go make a claim for part-time unemployment and continue to work for you So there's a, uh, that benefit has always been there. That has not changed and that is the mechanism that we will use with our employees uh, today, tomorrow and going forward. And so if you have to um, close your office then, and for the purposes of the coronavirus, that is the reason for the closure. And what we expect, crystal ball, Chris pulling crystal ball up, is that all the states will put in some kind of easy button and uh, and and basically employees will apply for it very easily um, if they give the reason for the coronavirus. If employers have to confirm, they'll be able to confirm quite easily or sometime within the, the, the next six months. They're, they're going to have to figure out how to not get overrun by this right. and wait for employers to get in touch with them because they're not going to be able to handle it. So probably they're going to have employees attest that they're telling the truth. And put them on notice that they could have the money taken out, you know, by the state um, uh, garnish their wages if they if they if it turns out they've lied about their um, their um, employment and, and what happened.
0: So so far as all of this goes in the big picture, um, mm-hmm. what are the standards of proof? Whenever you're looking at a um, a, a practice, what does it mean? to be closed due to coronavirus? Is it closure due to mass cancellations? Is it closure due to state order? Is it closure due to national order? Is it closure due to a person within the practice getting coronavirus? Now I know you well enough to know you had about 12 lawyers peel this onion back. So what did you find, Paul?
1: All of them. All of them. of them. All of the above would be closure due to the coronavirus. So, closure because patients can't come in because they've been told, we're, you know, we've already been told to start isolating. Um, by the way, Chris, I'm gonna, I've been saying this on all the podcasts I've been doing. As individuals on this, on this string right now, as doctors, managers, you know, owners, um, moms, dads, brothers, and sisters, your job is to not get infected. And your second job is to not infect someone else. Should you become infected, that's that's all that we we're supposed to do as human beings right now. And there's really only one way to do that, and that is to become as isolated, individually isolated as we possibly can. Um, you know, and you can go down that rabbit hole a long ways, but that's kind of that's kind of where
0: we go. No, and but, I I have been very outspoken on the fact that I. I think some of the coverage of this has been overblown, but let me tell you from my mouth so that if anyone has any doubts, it is highly contagious. It is, by all reports, more highly contagious than the, than the flu. Now, mortality rates, we can argue all day long based upon lack of good sound data. However the mortality rates we're seeing in the U S are between 1.7 and 2%, which is a, basically a bad influenza. It's like the Spanish flu of what was it? 1912. Paul?
1: 1912 Spanish flu, which was actually our flu that we sent to Spain and they got, they it, got me on vacation.
0: It. it came back and it was mad. So yeah, our uh, troops took it to them.
1: Yeah. So guys, here's, here's the deal.
0: Um, the, the whole point here is not, if you get infected, you are going to die. That's, that's, That is not the the thing we're trying to get across here. It is if you get infected, you add to the burden of the hospitals who are already dealing with all of these urgent cases. And the whole point here is not to break the system. So stay as isolated as you possibly can. Make sure your team stays isolated. Make sure everyone stays as healthy for as long as possible. You're not gonna avoid getting the virus, but you can avoid helping to crash the system and cause those who truly need help to die.
1: Yeah, and you can also avoid unknowingly passing it on to someone else who then unknowingly passes it on to someone who is it in jeopardy, even though no one around you is in jeopardy.
0: Well, We know um, that it is contagious for up to two weeks before symptoms are showing. Yeah. And so up to two weeks. I, I, like to, yep. I like to pet my kids on the hair, head and say, I love you, my little germ vector. Chris,
1: because, <laughs> that's, a, that's what I call my nieces and nephews, a little germ back. Chris, I also went, I went and got the flu shot, even though we're past flu season. I went and got the flu shot because um, I heard uh, health professionals say, what we don't need you doing is showing up with the flu, not this virus. And so, please, you know, everybody. Like again, you 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 have your own conscience, but I went and got the flu shot because that makes really good sense to me. I, I and, and plus, I don't want the crap scared out of myself because I get the flu, and I think I think I have the virus. I'm 58, Chris. I'm right on the cusp, man. I'm trying. I know. I'm hey, you
0: know, you're, you're not a past smoker, are you?
1: <laughs> um, no, no. I, 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 did when I was a teenager for a little bit. I was raised in a tobacco country. It was uh, hard to get away from it.
0: But, uh, kind of a passage uh, of right of, of manhood. So, um, real quick, mm-hmm. I know that you've looked at a couple of different um, a couple of different posts that were on TBOD and and, and around the the World Wide Web, as my kid likes to pick on me about. Yeah. So um, talk to us a little bit about some of the things that people are saying, some of the things that they're asking, and and give us a little clarity, at least on the human resources aspect of these things.
1: Well, the the first thing I want to talk about is um, I I want to share with you guys um, the document that we're going to share with you, that we're going to give you here. And I think Chris may have already started sharing it around. Right. is a carefully crafted document which is also a guideline for you shutting down your office and putting your employees at ease. So our HR experts spent a good 24 hours writing and rewriting this document. We we kind of saw this coming, obviously, um, and we've already started using it, and we're getting very, very good results from um, feedback, I'm sorry, we're getting very good feedback from the employers and their employees as they're handing this letter out. So it really goes through um, a process. Um, uh, Chris, I'm, I'm just going to kind of describe how we were thinking when they, when they give this letter out. Um, first of all, we've been very careful not to call it a layoff, a firing, a termination or anything. So mm-hmm. let me, let me address that question. Do I have to fire my employees? Do they have to resign? What do they have to do in order to get this, this unemployment benefit that we're talking about? Look folks, the world has changed. And what they need to say is, is that work stopped at my workplace due to the coronavirus. That's what they need to say. Now the letter is designed to um, communicate to your employees, this is temporary. We're 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 gonna stop work, but we intend to open again. This is a virus, it's gonna pass by, and we intend to come back and we want you to stay, you know, we want you to know that we 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 wanna bring you back, we're gonna resume work. We've also been very careful to reinforce your at-will status with your employees. So very brief mention in there. And I do want you to know that the legislation, as it reads today, has provided you with the ability. If you come back and you aren't recovering and you need to lay people off or not bring someone back, that you can. You can absolutely reduce your force due if to the coronavirus. dentists
0: out there who were afraid to fire your employees. No, this is, I'm reading no, between don't the lines for you. No, no. La, <laughs> I am not going to say this, but this is your chance.
1: No, don't do that. So anyway, remember. You did read
0: that one post I sent you, right? The lady, 25 years, and
1: yeah. she's like, can I, can I use this to reset the – going to reset the entire team with this, And the answer is you don't need, you don't need the virus to reset your team. You can always take control and change your team. All right. So back to the letter. Um, um, It it really fosters transparency um, and you do want to be super transparent with your employees and it's okay not to know all the answers. And it's okay to tell them this is what we're gonna do for the next week, this is our plan. And as we gather more information as a team, we'll work together to make the decisions we need to make in order to take care of the practice at one another and our patients. And that's gonna look different to a lot of different people. But I think if we get an order to all go home, that's gonna simplify much of this stuff for you. But you still wanna be super transparent you also want to create a plan for communicating with your employees. So we put that in the letter. And, and I suggest that you speak with them twice a week. I think you, you meet with them. You grab a Zoom meeting seat. I think Zoom's making seats Absolutely. free now. Um, you grab a Zoom meeting seat, and you, and you say, we're going to meet Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, you don't have to be there, but if you're there, we're just going to check on one another. We're going to see how it's going, and it'll be a chance for me to update you and you to update me. If what about working
0: zoom make mm-hmm. a facebook group
1: easy that peasy. works easy peasy what a great idea you can actually make a facebook group um and and do it that way you can also use google hangouts so if you have google you can use google hangouts and you can get up to 20 people in one of those so those are all um, options so stay in touch with your people because look just like you're formulating a quick plan to wind down to wherever you wind down to. You also are going to need a plan to wind up, and that needs to start a week or more out ahead of you reopening your practice. So people could start to work from home and reaching out to patients and going, do you still want your braces adjusted? Do you, 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 know, do you still need X, Y, or Z? Um, and then, of course, you, you guys are, you know, you know, you know how you would wind your company back up. But only if you're in constant contact with everybody. I also want you to have a succession plan if, uh, uh, Chris, if you're running three practices or you're running a practice with 26 employees in it and, and, and you get sick and all of a sudden word's out, you're in the hospital, you're really sick, the first thing they're going to think of is, what about me? Well, I, you know, I hope God's hope okay, but what does this mean for the practice? And so you need someone who can step in and who can, just like Chris, tell them what? I don't know what's going on here, um, but anyway, Chris, uh, you know, someone to step in and say, no, we got this, and tell them, Chris, you know, he's okay. He's not, you know, he's not on a ventilator. I think everybody understands what I'm saying here. Be able to, to uh, 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 if, if, if the head of the, of, the, of the animal goes down, you need somebody else who can step in and call. Have
0: someone us. to do damage control for you if you get sick so you don't lose your damn practice. That
1: is what Paul yeah. is saying. Absolutely, don't let uh, rumors run rampant. That's the other thing with this constant communication, because different people are going to get wound up. You've probably seen it in your group, Chris. I've seen it in mine. Some people are them, are spending themselves up, and and others aren't giving this enough weight. I mean, <laughs> we've got both of the both ends of the spectrums going on. Um, I will tell you that. The letter kind of explains all this. I don't think I have to go through it um, you know, word for word. You can all read it yourselves. There's places in there where you can change it um, and, and make it fit you. But I think um, you'll find it quite helpful if you need to start laying people and, off. And Paul, thank you
0: for, for committing your resources to this and your time to this. Um, again, I, I might add, folks, Paul works with Cedar Solutions. That's what they do they they take care of these human resource things and frankly to me during this time of crisis this is one heck of a big give and and it shows you the true generosity of your nature paul so i really appreciate it it myself
1: yeah man yeah i've been given to the community for for 15 years i volunteer in ways that nobody knows i volunteer our services to new dentists i volunteer our services to people who work in the community, uh, you know, who are dentists who, you know, help the community out, you know, we, we give any way we can. But right now, we're, just, we're, all, we're all, all of us are in this together as a nation and uh, and, and we're, we're very happy to be doing this. And um, so we've had the attorneys and the experts on it and that, you know, we're just happy to share. So you asked me about some questions, you know, what could they do? Um, so I'm trying to think of a few of those questions. Um, one of them is, is what if I decide to give a stipend to my employees um, and maybe have them do a little bit of work from home, require that they come to the Zoom meetings, have them do some callback, have them clean up the databases, you know, maybe do, do a few right. things like that. Look, if you do a stipend, you could do a stipend. Say, look everybody, at least for the next couple of weeks, I'm gonna give everybody, um, you know, $300 a week or whatever it is that you, you can afford. Could be less, could be more. Um, if you have them do any work um, for that stipend please have them record the hours you don't need to turn the hours into your payroll company you would turn the stipend into your into your payroll company they would withhold taxes and then they would push the the rest of the stipend to your employees otherwise you're going to have to report the stipend some way somehow as income so if you give it all to them and you want it to have it be tax deductible, then you're gonna to have to report it one way or the other. And they're gonna to have to pay the taxes down the line. So just if your employees are working, however they're working, you can either pay them by the hour and they record their time and you run payroll if they're working remote, or you could give them a stipend and you would still have them record those hours that would prove that they didn't work for less than minimum wage. Also, if you decide to have people work at a lower wage going forward, um uh, just because like look your small office you got a hygienist who's generally making 45 to 60 dollars an hour maybe more you say to her i got a bunch of work you can do for the practice and stuff we've been wanting to do i'm going to pay you 20 dollars an hour to do that work you need to communicate that to them in writing and they need to acknowledge that they're working for less pay Um, So just just a few things that have to do with HR. Still got to follow all the the wage and hour rules out there when you're doing that stuff. Absolutely.
0: Um, uh, I'm trying to think of
1: what other questions we're getting. Um,
0: Real quick while you're while you're thinking about that. um, Yeah. Two things on my side of stuff. Uh, First of all, everyone, remember to make sure you have an employee or you yourself go by the practice at least once a week. Uh, water lines and vacuum lines and all Wait, sorts really? of mayhem occur whenever the office has been shut down. Uh, turn your pumps on at least once a week just to make sure that everything is still working so you can get out ahead of any kind of disaster that is brewing before you try to spin your office back up. And make sure you run your hand pieces all because some of the little, uh, little uh, right angle connectors will get clogged if water sits there for too long. Just uh, make sure you take care of your P's and Q's. That way, when you do spend back up, if you have to close, it's as pain-free as possible. And th- that's the first thing. And, Paul, the second is, folks, hopefully with the advent of summer, June, we will see a, a sharp decrease in the coronavirus reports. Um, the Dental Live Summit is still on. Uh, Dentistry Live still on. We expect to see Paul over there, hopefully, 26th and 22nd of June. Uh, and um, we hope to see the rest of you as well. It'll be a great opportunity for us all to blow off a little bit of steam and uh, come, together, come together as a community after this stressful time. So, Paul, have you figured out your next letter, and are you going to be there at the summit?
1: Chris, if you want me there, man, I'm there. Yeah,
0: absolutely, brother. I'll, I will mean, even give you a free, uh, a free ticket to the event. Whenever we're finished oh, today, nice. I'll, we'll talk about that.
1: Sweet, I'll take, you, I'll take you out to dinner. I know some places in Vegas you don't know. And, uh, oh, I bet you do. I could take you to a couple <laughs>
0: places. No, no, That's going to get me in trouble with the wife now, Paul. No, 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 for
1: dinner. For dinner. I could take you and the wife. It's cool. And the kids. It's that kind of place. Hey, right. uh, Chris, I also want to tell everybody about uh, our, our Facebook group. Um, we created this a while back. It's called HR Base Camp. So it's HR space base space camp. HR Base Camp. They go search join. We are updating the, um, the folks in HR Basecamp a lot. So that's for our non-members. We're giving everything that we give to our members, a little bit of a lag because we take care of our members first. We're in there answering questions. I'm going live at least once a day to answer all the new questions that are coming Absolutely. up. And uh, and you can you know learn about the new legislation as it's passed in there. And, and also, Chris, um, I'll come back, man. As Soon as the legislation's passed, We'll have a more concise and we'll just drop in. Maybe we'll do 30 minutes and I'll say, this is what happened. You know,
0: fantastic. And guys, yep. again, as always, if you have any question, go ahead and post it on Paul's new group or post this dear dot question. Uh, I, I have to say Paul's group provides a plethora of questions that we cover here and they benefit you as TBOD. So, um, just uh, don't be afraid to ask because it's, it's not, a, not a judgmental place. It's a, just a just no. to get information that you need.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Join HR Base Camp, and when this is blown over, we've had, we have a blast in there. We, you know, we just share all sorts of things, horror stories and successes. It's just a lot of fun.
0: All right, folks. Well, <clears throat> keep safe, keep healthy, and um, above all, we'll see you on the other side. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the Dear Doc Podcast, your source for the business and legal questions associated with your dental practice. Don't forget to
1: subscribe to the Dear Doc Podcast on all major platforms.